This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club on Fubar Radio. And yes! Uh, it worked! First time. Uh, so, um, my name is Nick Helm. And my name is Nathaniel Metcalf. And, and this is... You're joined- this is fa- fa- uh, f- Five Star f- Family Five, five star. star Club. Yeah, and it's our Easter special. It's on Good Friday the 10th of April. But we're um, recording this in our own houses on Thursday the 9th of April. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, um, that's right. I've been sent a whole lot of idents in various languages. Some I've never heard before. So Nat is in charge of the desk at the moment. Um, Nat is in charge of the desk. I'm no, playing this. Nathaniel, you're in charge. You're in oh, yeah, charge I'm running the, the desk. You're running the I'm desk. Not... Natalie's just sat there recording stuff. Her job is essentially done now for an hour. And then in an, hour, <laughs> in an hour's time, she can edit this. But you're she can in press charge. Stop. Yeah, I'm in charge for once. Normally, you run the desk. I do. I'm going to level with you, Nat. I'm not enjoying this at the moment. Um, <laughs> so far, this is my least favourite fan club yet. But... We'll see how the hour goes. We're only doing an hour today. We normally do two hours. But we'll see how this first one goes. And I'm predicting badly. <laughs> do you know what, though? Do you know how, like, all these things all this week, everyone's been doing these things where they've been doing this, do things remotely. And everyone's been setting up really complicated things, like with loads of people and cut in between various people in different parts of the world and the country. We've been trying to organise this for days. I am now doing it through my phone because it wouldn't work on the laptop. Nick is on his laptop and it works. I'm on my desktop, mate. Desktop, this is my laptop. Okay. So there we go. This so, is my phone. This is my desk. Hang on, I'm going to try and get the... Uh... Oh, look at how dirty. I made a curry last night. My fingers are disgusting. <laughs> what I'm looking at, right? I'm looking at Nick. He's in a sort of 16 by 9 aspect ratio, whereas I am on a phone and I am you full might... on... Um, you might call it that. Port- you might, portrait. You might call it 16 by 9. I call it the guest room. <laughs> That's an example of a joke that we couldn't do in the studio. So it's actually <laughs> improving. Now also, normally, I wouldn't describe what was happening visually in the room. There'd be no, no need for it. It's a mainly no. audio medium. Sure. Have we said that this is fan club? Probably not. This is fan club. You're listening to five-star family fun size fan club. So what's the first rule of fan club, Nick? Normally, it's tell your friends. But <laughs> Don't tell your friends sure. about this one. I mean, the show is normally shambolic by design, but this one is just a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hello, John, in America. Hope you're all right. <laughs> We're uh, trying, guys. We're trying. He'll be, he'll be listening. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, you know, now that Disney's gone, I only found this out yesterday. You know, Disney's gone on Sky Plus. So they've changed the Greedo shoots. Speaking of John Garrido, they've changed yeah. Greedo shoots first. Yeah. <laughs> Just before Greedo goes to shoot Han Solo, mm-hmm. uh, he says McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> now he says McClunky. Does it come <laughs> up with a subtitle? No, but he says McClunky and then he fires and then Han Solo shoots him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, Should have a subtitle at least to tell us what he means. It's a meme. McClunky means your time has come, or something like that, right? Okay. I, I, I get, I, I get why they've done it, because there was all of this uh, stuff about uh, hand shoots first, 
Han always shot Greedo, right? Hmm. And then they've, mi- they've, they've messed around with that bit so much. I mean, it was fine the way it was originally. <laughs> yeah. And then they started messing around with it. And they've done stuff where Greedo shoots first and misses from, a fo- from three foot away. Yeah, and it come, doesn't it come out at a funny angle? Like it, it like comes out his gun on a sort of like well, it's like, angle or something. Well, I guess that when he was on, when they were on set, you know, he was holding his gun at an angle, so they've just made a laser come out of it. Right. It's not, it's not aimed at Harrison Ford. And so they did, they've tried loads of stuff where Greedo shot first and then, uh, and then Han shoots like a split second later. And then they did another thing where they digitally edited uh, Harrison Ford's head. So he sort of dodged it like that. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> So like they, but like when when were the special editions? Uh, Ninety seven. So they've been ninety seven. They've been fucking around with them for twenty three years. And they finally come up with a thing. What they did was they crunched it down and down so that it was almost like they were shooting simultaneously, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and the problem, the problem that George Lucas had with it is because um, he just always figured that if Han Solo just shot Greedo, it would make him a murderer. You know, right? And but so, he's a rogue, isn't he? That's his whole thing. He's yeah, meant to be a bit al- of a. But he, he, but he's also sort of like this is a kids' film, so he didn't want Han Solo to just. Um... Uh, oh, by the way, there's going to be absolutely no COVID content. So um, <laughs> we've just jumped straight in. <laughs> how, how, how are you finding lockdown, Nat? This is what I've been doing. Anyway, so I've worked, I've worked it out. Um, so, so George, you solved it. George Lucas hated the fact that um, Han Solo uh, was a murderer, a stone-cold killer, right? Mm-hmm. So his way of doing that was like, well, it's self-defense. So Greedo shoots him uh, and, then, and then he shoots back in retaliation. You know, and that's why he kills him. Right? That was his 1997 thing. And then people hated it. So uh, they tinkered around with it for years and years and years. And basically, the, uh, the compromise is that now Greedo says McClunky, which basically basically tips off Han Solo that he's going to be attacked. Oh, I see. So basically, but but people are like going, why the fuck? But people literally can't work out why he's saying McClunky. And it's because in Greedo (laughs) language, it means uh, your time has come or something like that. But then it would have made sense for them to put a subtitle in like that, right? I'm not sure if there is a subtitle, but also, I think that you could probably, it basically makes it, uh, it basically does the same thing. I mean, he still shoots as well, but they shoot simultaneously. And it's actually, if you know that that's what he's saying, he's basically saying, I'm going to kill you. Then Harrison, you know, Han Solo shooting him kind of is uh, a little bit more acceptable because it is self-defense. That's that's the thing. But but anyway, just clearing it up for anyone that's watched it. And can't work out why he's now saying McClunky. It's because he's basically telling him how uh, he's going to kill him. Have you now got your telly back? Because you didn't have any telly for weeks. Like ten minutes ago. They literally. Oh wow! An hour ago. Do you know what the first thing I watched? McClunky. No, I'm not getting Sky. I'm not getting Disney Plus. What was the first thing you watched? Uh, Jack Stein. Jack. <laughs> okay. So you've had. You've got first time you've had telly in how long? Um, what month are we in now? April. April. Uh, January, February, March. Four months. Four months out TV. 
So you've basically been going on Blu-rays and DVDs? Mm -hmm. Well, um, yeah, because uh, the way Sky works is that Netflix is an app within Sky. My satellite signal was down, so I couldn't access Netflix or anything on my TV. I've got it on my in-ear. I just... <laughs> It's really sad. I had so much recycling, I couldn't get in this room. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally spent the whole... What do you mean? How many bags is that that you can't... It was boxes. I had loads and loads of boxes. I bought loads of picture frames and stuff. So I just had all these cardboard boxes. And there were tons of them, and they were blocking the, the doorway into this room. <laughs> and then basically, I got up at 11 on Sunday... And I did my recycling until five. So it took like six hours to do all this recycling. So it wasn't like, it was like one of those things where you just look at it, you go, I just won't watch telly. <laughs> just you like just telly. gave up. Well, but people are also sort of like, oh, you can get Netflix on your laptop. And stuff. Like, yeah, but I hate watching films on my laptop. So. Yeah, I find it quite difficult. I find yeah. it quite difficult. The other thing that I thought about Star Wars, not that I, I just don't really want to talk about it, um, but the other thing I thought <laughs> was that um, George Lucas's uh, explanation for the prequels was that um, it's for children. Star Wars is for children. So mm. you're... I love George Lucas, by the way. Um, but his like, explanation was, Star Wars is for children. So if you're getting upset about a children's film, you know, with the prequels, and the thing is that, yes, the original... Star Wars films were for children, but they didn't feel childish. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think, and also, it's weird that when they, when he made the prequels, they were also the first ones that had like uh, twelve certificate, where all all the all the regular ones were used anyway, weren't they? Well, yeah. Well, you start off with the Phantom Menace, which was a U, and then you get into Attack of the Clones, which has beheadings. Beheading, and it ends with um, Anakin Skywalker crawling along some lava with no legs. Well, then, oh, then you get Return of the uh, Revenge of the Sith, and uh, Anakin Skywalker gets his legs chopped off, yeah, yeah, an exactly, arm, yeah. arm chopped off, and then he gets set on fire, and he's screaming, being burnt alive. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like a distant shot. You get a massive <laughs> close-up of Hayden Christensen getting his CGI hair burnt off, and it's just like... <laughs> This is absolutely so. It's like the Panther Menace is the most kiddie one, you know, with fart mm. jokes and shit jokes, and you know, and you go right, okay, and then uh, and then two films later, it's like some of the most terrific <laughs> imagery that you can put on film, and then it goes right back down to you know being. There's always sort of like um, you know, he cuts someone's arm off in Obi Wan cuts someone's arm. I mean. If you've not listened to this before, this is actually probably the nerdiest chat we've ever had. Yeah, but it is also usually like this, just with higher quality sound. Yeah, higher quality sound, it is like this, but this is, a, this is no, do you know what I'm finding objective? Uh, 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 is that the right word? Objectionable. Objectionable. What I find objectionable. About this show. About this show, about this chat. <laughs> is, uh, talking about Star Wars feels like, it's just on brand. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. we don't talk about Star Wars. You know, we talk about we John Carpenter's The Thing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we do talk about Star Wars, but like... Not first thing. And also, only when it comes up, I hardly ever make a point of going, do you know what I've been thinking about recently? Has it been the pandemic, Nick? No. It's that <laughs> although Star Wars is for children, 
<laughs> it's not childish. But you know what? If not here, where are you going to get that? No well, one else is talking about this stuff. They're not I've talking tried, about this on Newsnight. I've tried shouting it over at my neighbours, but they just shut the patio. <laughs> You've missed the TV since this uh, pandemic has broken out. Yeah, it has know, been terrible. They're, they're repeating, they're showing repeats of loose women. <coughs> they're showing repeats, repeats of loose have, women. Have they, have they shown the one with meatloaf on? <laughs> no, I don't even think they're classic. I don't think it's classic loose women. I don't think it's like the best of loose women. I think like, it's like it, loose women from a month ago put on a month later with the thing saying, don't ring in, it's a repeat. Mm. I mean, you can put anything on. You don't need to put a repeat of loose women. People are saying, because those things have stopped, uh, lots of production stopped. They've stopped making EastEnders and all this, so we're going to run out of that at some point. And they keep saying, oh, what are they going to put on in its place? And everyone's just saying, why don't you put old things back on? But all the things they're suggesting are like things you could just access anyway. And so it's like, oh, just put Blackadder on. It's like, but everyone, you've got access to that in everything. You should yeah. like, you just put films on. It's like, just put a film on. Don't bother repeating loose women. Put a film. If you've got nothing to put on, it's more offensive to put a repeat of loose women on than it is to just put anything else on. Depends who's hosting. Um, well, I think it's, uh, oh, I don't know who, who is hosting. I think it's um, um, Andrea McLean, is she called? Is that yes? I think she's hosting. Andrea McLean. I mean, it'd at least be interesting if they showed some uh, vintage loose women's from 2001 or something because then you'd have an aspect of you you get to see some slightly different hair you get to look at them and go who's hosting it this week how did they used to do loose women but there's no point in repeating a loose women from like two months ago why not what if you miss mean why not <laughs> what do you miss? i mean if they have if they run out of eastenders do you know what they should fucking do what put them on from the start yeah 85 EastEnders. Put that up, yeah. Lofty. You bet. Uh, uh, Kelvin. Adam Woodjet, as I call him. <laughs> you met Adam Woodjet, Nick? Um, no, I was at a, an award ceremony with Adam Woodjet. Uh, when, I, oh, yeah. when, I, when I won the... <laughs> and I won the... What was it? The British, uh, British Comedy Awards. The last oh, yeah, ever, the, the last ever British Comedy Awards. And everyone did just absolute atrocious speeches. Like everyone got up on stage and got on a. It wasn't live. It was the first time it wasn't live, so there wasn't like a. It lacked a bit of edge. Mm -hmm. And um, like. And I remember the. Normally it's like oh anything could happen. And they deliberately made it so that nothing could happen. Well, they did it in advance so that nothing could, nothing spontaneous could happen. And if it did, they could edit it out. And then, and also, and then it was post Saxgate, wasn't it? The last one they did. So there was a lot was of thing it. at the time about whether they, whether he was going to present it, whether Jonathan Russell was going to present it. And he did present or, it, and it, it, he did, did an amazing job. He, I mean, it's weird. There's like three or four different Jonathan Russes, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't like his. Um, I don't like his chat show, but he was great on the film show, and um, and I've seen him interview um, Stallone and Schwarzenegger separately, different different occasions. And who did I see him? 
Sophia Loren. I saw him interview Sophia Loren. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he's absolutely incredible at that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and he was brilliant. He was brilliant at um, hosting the awards. It was just after. <laughs> it was just after Paul Ross got found in a <laughs> in a bush having sex with a man on Meow Meow. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember the joke. It was so funny. Jonathan Ross came out and made a joke about it, and it was just incredible. And uh, and it was just like, oh, good, you know. He's got a sense of humour about what his brother's been up to. It was just all funny. <laughs> it was so funny. Anyway, so... Natalie, like, can we get Paul Ross on? Can we get Paul Ross on, Natalie? Yes. Paul Ross. So keep promising this. We'll have them both on together. Um, and the fella, the meow meow fella as well. We'll get them all back together. <laughs> um, but like people were getting, were receiving awards and they'd go up and they'd say, oh, I wasn't expecting this. Um, uh, just thanks very much. I'd like to thank my agent. Uh, yeah, that's great. Thank you. And then they'd leave. I, <laughs> and um, uh, and I didn't know. I obviously I didn't know I was going to win or whatever. It was um, you know there were some really good people that were nominated. Um, Joe Wilkinson was nominated. And, um, what was the category? It was best uh, breakthrough or best newcomer. Okay. So it was um, it was Joe Wilkinson, Harry Peacock. Um, and Matt Berry and um, I just thought that it was weird I think Toast had been Matt nominated Berry. For, yeah I think Toast had been nominated for every um, for every uh, category yeah and when was Mighty Boosh like 10 years ago this was 2014 so Dark Place was 2004 do you know what I mean it was just like <laughs> seen Matt Berry for 10 years and <laughs> Anyway, so Shane Allen, um, who uh, from BBC, uh, said um, that uh, well, he, before the sh before the show, he just said, "Look, just have three things, you know. Just yeah, I'm, I don't I don't know if you've won or not, but my advice is just have three things to say." This goes out to anyone else in any category in any field of life, right? You don't have to write a speech like Michael Keaton and then put it back in your pocket when the cameras are on you and look crushed, right? But if you can just, if you're, if you're going to an award ceremony, um, just think of three things to say that are of interest and then, uh, and then if you use them, that's great. And if you don't, you know, but it's better to have some, because, because that award ceremony was only a very little bit an award ceremony. Yeah, it was sponsored by Lidl that year. So basically, it was an advertising. It was an advertising opportunity for Lidl. It's only a little bit of an award ceremony. It's mainly a TV show, right? And they're filling yeah. up like they're filling up like two hours of TV. Make it fucking entertaining. If you're a comedian and you've been nominated for an award, don't just say, "Oh, I wasn't expecting to win. I'd like to thank my agent." Because modesty does not fill two hours. Do you know? What no, it is? and it's a com it's a comedy show as well. It's show. Specifically, it's a comedy show. So I thought of three things to say. And um, and then I then I got I got nominated and I won and then I went on and I said my three things and all of it made the final cut I think I I think I said cunt a lot so maybe some of that got trimmed <laughs> but apart from that all of it made the made the edit because it was it was one of the only interesting things that happened there all night everyone else just thanked people it's weird um, but um, but one of the things I said was. Um, uh, 
you know, it was, it was like honestly, it was like a, it was a huge deal. I grew up watching the comedy awards, and also, you know, and everyone remembers the Julian Carey, Norman Lamont line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so it was so, Spike Milligan. Spike Milligan called Spike Prince Milligan. Charles a grovelling bastard. Yeah, when he sent him a letter. It was. Uh, yeah, just, that's because it's a joke. Everyone's putting jokes in. That's the that's the sort of point of it. That they all know it's meant to be funny. Yeah, and then everyone gets outraged that a room full of comedians are trying to outdo each other. And you yeah, know, it was it wasn't like that. The it, it wasn't like that the year I won. It was <laughs> it was uh, a sober, somber affair. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I won. I I won. Uh, I won my. And so the thing is, I go up and I say. You know, it's uh, so nice to be nominated with all these people. You know, Joe Wilkinson, I've always been a big fan, and Harry Peacock, we've worked together. I'm sure there's someone else, but no, no one's listening. doesn't matter. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so I say, Joe Wilkinson, I've always been a big fan of yours. Harry Peacock, I've worked with you, and you're such a lovely man. And I said, uh, maybe it'll be your big breakthrough year next year, Matt. You know? Um because he'd been around for 10 years. If I was Matt Berry, I'd be more <laughs> insulted 10 years into my career. It, you know, if I got a best break, um, know, there's no chance of that, but if I got a best, <laughs> if I got a best breakthrough, um, if I got a best breakthrough award this year, I'd be kind of like, what? Haven't I, haven't, what, what was all that shit that happened 10 years ago? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> It would just be, if I was Matt Berry, I would be confused about that. Anyway, I said that and I think he got offended by it. And it was just like, no, I'm, uh, it was meant to be a compliment. It was meant to yeah, be yeah. like, you're Matt Berry. How am I how in the same category? In the same category as Matt Berry? Or how, not how am I in the same category as Matt Berry? How is Matt Berry in the same category as me? You know? Yeah. Like he's <laughs> like like you say, Mighty Bush. I was never I never really watched Mighty Bush, but um Dark Place, absolutely fucking incredible. You know. Um his uh his uh he did a musical thing uh, about Easter. So Oh yeah, yeah. A, a what's it called? A D B C Yes, A D B C, yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of like A C D C and it's like a, a religious rock opera. Um that was, you know, Matt Perry's, Matt Perry's incredible. So I think I, um, I think I offended him, but it was just sort of like, it was so clearly a joke about how ridiculous the awards were. Anyway, so I got my award, went backstage, did the red carpet. And, um, and then the, the awards carry on while you're sort of like doing the press run. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, um, and I looked down the thing and, uh, you know, like 10 minutes later, you're still sort of like being interviewed and you're away from your, your chair. And I look down and the next guy that's won the award um, uh, is coming down and, it, and it's Bobby Ball. And I'm like, oh, look, it's Bobby Ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, and then it turns out it's not Bobby Ball, it's Brendan O'Carroll. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which makes more sense. I can made, see, I could... I can see how you get confused, though. They basically look like the same man, don't they? Well, he had a moustache. He looked exactly like Bobby Ball, only taller. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. yeah. And to be fair, normally, normally he's dressed as a woman. I mean, it didn't look, it didn't look. Anyway, so my point, I mean, my point for all of this is that um, Adam Woodyat, and I don't know how I saw it, because... (laughs) 
I, I don't know how I saw it because um, I was uh, I was backstage, but I must have come out and seen it, and then I must have had to do a press run. I don't know. I don't know how it worked. Maybe I watched it on t- TV, but I think that I watched it on the night because I probably mm-hmm. probably would have only watched my bit and then switched off. I lived it. Why would you rewatch it? Um, my point was that Adam Woodyat presented the award to Brendan O. Is it Brendan O'Carroll? Yes, yeah. I think so. So Adam Woodyat presented the award to Brendan O'Carroll, and um, uh, and it, it was the best speech of the night. Oh yeah, like yeah, it's great. Like Adam Woodyat smashed it. Like it was interesting. It was funny. It was sincere. He was kind of, you know, Mrs. Brown's, but I mean, whether you like it or not, it's a huge thing and it means a lot to people. Um, hmm. for some people, you know. Um, Lots of people. Yeah, but like EastEnders, mainstream shit for the masses. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, um, and so you've got this one guy who's played, who's been Ian Beale more than, more than he's been Adam Woodjet. You know, <laughs> in, his, in his life. Yeah. So, and also probably in time, in, 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 in the grand sphere of it, if he spends 12 hours a day on the um, Albert Square set, he's probably spends half his life as um, Ian Beale. Since 1984? Yeah. Or whenever it yeah. started. Was it 1984? He's been Ian 85. Beale. 85. He's been Ian Beale more than he's been Adam Woodjet. Yeah, it's true. I'm, that's, that's official. I'm saying that. He right? could be. He's probably like Two-Face. He's got two personalities. One half Woodjet. One heart steel. That would be a great Split down the middle character for something. Yeah. Let's write. Let's write a thing. Let's. Yeah. Don't put what? this out, Natalie. No, edit this bit. Edit get this. Your, get your scissors. Get your scissors I'm, out. I'm assuming you're using scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Stick a scissors, pair of scissors into your live computer and see what happens. That's how you do it. But anyway, so yeah, he did. But do you know what I mean? So, so, um, so I guess that EastEnders has the same sort of disdain from, you know, especially sort of like a, a, an award ceremony for full of comedians who are being cynical and being a bit was, yeah, and and everyone wants to be cool and everyone's trying to be cynical and cool and you know, oh, Mrs. Brown's boys and then Mrs. Brown's boys wins an award and had the budget going up and just like literally, <laughs> um. He, he put everyone except for me to shame because <laughs> he had something he had something prepared and he had something to say and then President yeah. O'Carroll went on and he made this lovely speech and he knew that he wasn't the coolest guy in the room you know and uh, he, did this, he did this really good good speech and then you know and it actually probably shows a lot of balls to show up because he's probably thinking I don't want to go to that because there's all these people there who are going to take the okay. piss out of me he's probably in a room with people who slagged him off it's like, I think, um, I'm not sure if Stuart, if Stuart Lee was in the room and was he, was he there? I don't know, wasn't there? I mean, <laughs> there was the, I mean, I can't really remember much of the night other than the fact that... Um, you won. And Adam Woodjack. Yeah, I won. And I wasn't... <laughs> and, oh, and I, I think I offended the people that made Rev. <laughs> because Uncle was nominated for an award. Right. He didn't win. Rev won. And I got up on stage and I just went, Rev. <laughs> and I rolled my eyes like, why would Rev win? And uh, a, a, a couple of years later, I, I went for an audition for Rev. Uh, and all of the people, 
all the people that I offended uh, were, <laughs> were in the room. Um, Stuart Lee was there. He says, oh, look, I, oh, look, there's the chat. I've got the, oh, look, you've got, got a click on, you've got a click on the chat. And then, I'm not oh. clicking on anything on mine, I'm dead. My, I've got to go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, hello. Um, oh, right. Adam, go on. I was going to say, up until a couple of years ago, Adam Woodjack's other line of work is he's a photographer. So when I used to follow him on Twitter, he takes loads of photos, quite nice things. It's what he likes to do in his spare time. When he's not Ian Beale, he takes photographs as Adam Woodjack. And for a while, you could oh, get Adam... No, no, not self-portraits, just like sort of <laughs> landscapes. He goes off somewhere with his camera. Just a hobby, yeah. I think. Like he's yeah. going off taking photos. And he used to put them up on his Twitter all the time. But then he also, if you clicked on his website, his website had nothing to do with the fact he was in EastEnders. All it was was about his photography. And you could book a couple of years ago Adam Woodjack to do your wedding photos. And I was thinking, that'd be amazing. But that'd he's taken it down now. But for a while, I kept thinking, if you're a big EastEnders fan, you could literally have Ian Beale go around doing your wedding. Even if you're not a big EastEnders fan, it would just be yeah. like, is that... <laughs> <laughs> do you know? No, I've never <laughs> met him, no. <laughs> that's, really, that's really, but that's like what we were talking about. Like he's got a split personality. Like uh, yeah. when he's not on set, who's Ian Beale? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's the <laughs> real Ian Beale? Can we like get Ian, Adam Woodjack on? It's like Ian Beale's yes. a real person. Do you know what I mean? And if Ian Beale was a real person that lived in Albert Square and wasn't on telly three times a week or however many times a week it was, <laughs> there's no way that Adam Woodjack would just know who Ian Beale was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There'd just be two people that lived in. <laughs> The world that just weren't aware of each other, and so that's how he lives his life. He's just like, okay, he's real, it's a real person, and I've never heard of him. I'm a wedding photographer now, stand together, <laughs> and that's probably why he took it down. That was his conversation that he had every single fucking time. Yeah. I think he did, he liked the idea of doing it, and then I think, and I think maybe he's probably thinking of like, if he ever stops doing it, you never know, dear. He must be thinking, He's never gonna I know I've it. been in it since I started, but there must be one year where they're doing the contracts and he's like, maybe they'll just say, you know what, we think we've done all we can with Ian. And then they'll probably, uh, then he's got to think, well, what else am I going to do now? I can only be Ian Beale. I think um, they're going to organise it so that um, when he gets to the end of his life, uh, they'll actually film Adam Woodjet dying. <laughs> <laughs> On EastEnders, and Adam Woodjet's life and Ian Beale's life will neatly dovetail together, and it'll be perfect. It'll just, it'll be perfect. What know? they should do is, it should end with Ian Beale going to the place in Switzerland where he can just die. He can go, <laughs> dignitas. He goes to Dignitas, and they'll do it and they'll film it, but then there'll be a point where you can see in Adam Woodjet's eyes that it's a real injection. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll do it. And he'll be Ian Beale will be the character it's all in the script, so he's playing the part and then he's got like he's got the, the syringe in his arm and it'll be a moment. You can just see it in his eyes. It's like what you, and like one of the producers well probably they'll get like I don't know who's uh, who's he, like they'll get um Kathy. Kathy will be there and she'll be she'll just nod at him like yeah, we did do this. And, <laughs> and he won't be able to say anything. It's sort of gone on too long. He's just acting the part. And then we'll just see him drift off. Drift off. And then both of them, 
Beal and Woodjet will go at once. Yeah. And that'd be beautiful. Uh, It'd be a piece of art. They'll wave them off to El Dorado. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then it can be. But the, but, the, but the way it works, right, is that Adam Woodjet would be dead. Yes. But then six months later, when they air the episode, that's when Ian Beale would die. And so they would have different death days. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like they were real. Yeah, it'd be fine. It would yeah, be beautiful. Be it would all be tied up in a fucking lovely, beautiful bow. When you uh, said he'll go to El Dorado, do you mean the soap or the uh, the soap? <laughs> yeah, right. The, 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 the revive road. it. Yeah. That's where they all go. <laughs> Pauline's there. They're all there. <laughs> Arthur from the allotment. I think he was yeah. dead before El Dorado. Ethel, she died. Yeah, yeah. I saw the. Um, it was sort of like I love the nineties or greatest nineties moments or something like that, and they shared a clip right. of El Dorado, and it was just it was like you know when you get like a camcorder and it's got a microphone <laughs> on it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like all the sound was like <laughs> coming. It's through. like this show. They didn't have microphones, <laughs> and it was just they were in like this really sort of like they were in like echoey. a really echoey shopping mall. <laughs> With people comping around with like high heels and stuff, and it was drowning out of the vocals. It was drowning out the vocals of the two people having a conversation in the scene. It was crazy. We're over halfway through the show now. We, we should probably play. Should a we play song? a song? Should I play an Alice Cooper song? Yeah, got one lined up. We're doing it. We're doing it now. Now. This fucking turns out terrible, Natalie. It's all on you, all right? <laughs> you don't have to release We're it. on, Nick. We're on. Anyway, play the jingles. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play a jingle. Okay, Hang on. Come on. Bribe the fucking desk, mate, or don't. But don't say you're going to do it and then it's fucking... You're lucky you're in another room, mate. Otherwise... <laughs> do you want to hear I? some of these other items? Uh, no. We've got, some new... <laughs> We've got some new ones. Have we got some new ones? Yeah, yeah. Go We've on. got this. What language is this, Nick? German? It's Romanian. Um, to be okay. fair to me, I can't hear. <laughs> All right, then, what's this? Have a go on this one. German? That's German, yeah, you got it. Just keep saying German. This one got one, got one more. German. You get that? German, Spanish. That one. Of course, it's Spanish. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so we're gonna do some. Uh, we're gonna do some fan mail now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to bring the really fan mail. Look, uh, just to say that um, uh, if you're, uh, how are you finding lockdown now? Are, are you alright? I'm all right. I'm, I'm like, I don't get bored. I find it easy to occupy myself. How are you finding it? Um, it's, aside from, I probably do go out a bit more. Uh, when, <laughs> when, 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 <laughs> no, no. I thought you meant now. <laughs> no. 
when we're not in lockdown, I'd probably go out a bit more, but um, it's sort of like business as usual. I mean, it's it hasn't been. I felt I found my anxiety levels have, have dropped right down, which has been oh, obviously. Yeah. You haven't I, got I, to leave. You haven't got to get on the tube or anything, right? I haven't got to get, I like I. It's it's crazy how unbelievably stressful I find public transport. Like it's 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 insane. Like how stressful I find it. And um, when that's been taken away, uh, and it was just like the prospect of having to leave the house and bump into people, and um, I get sort of like semi uh, semi recognised like once every time I leave the house, you know, and I find that uncomfortable. What counts as being semi recognised? Like people stare at you. Like and then they get their phones out because they don't know who the fuck you are, but they they think that you join know right. I me. Mean? Kind of like, and it's only like once when um, back in the day when Uncle was on, uh, uh, nobody recognised me because it was on BBC Three, <laughs> <laughs> but now it's on Netflix. You know, um, I don't know. And like so, I get semi recognised every every now and then, and I find that especially. I mean, I wrote a song about it. <laughs> So when you're on the underground and someone is sort of like taking photos and it's kind of... you prefer it if someone would outright just say, hello, are you Nick Helm? Uh, well, I'm a lovely guy, is the thing. So if somebody <laughs> comes up to me and says, can I have a photo with you? I'm just like, yeah, absolutely. What I get angry about is like um, when I'm out, you know, I was at a concert with um, my sister and someone kept sort of like angling themselves so they could take a photo you know but without yeah, yeah it's weird it is just weird like, just ask if you ask for a photo you can have a photo if you try and steal a moment of my life without asking me treating me like i'm an object then i'm absolutely against that um i was with um i was with vomish once and we were in a <clears throat> we were in a restaurant we were in uh uh bone daddy's in soho and it's a ramen restaurant, so you're sort of like sat on uh, benches, but in the window, you know. But this, he'd done a gig at Soho Theatre, and I'd been to see him, and then we went to get some dinner. And we were sat in the window because that's where they sat us. And it wasn't like a big deal. But this guy just, the window was open because it was the summer. This guy just got his phone and... Uh, uh, stuck, his, <laughs> stuck his phone under the window. It was like one of them kind of like stuck his phone under the window and and started taking photos of Ramesh. <laughs> and I I was just like, get the fuck out! You know, I was I was furious because it's just like I'm right here. <laughs> um, it's, it's amazing when you hang out with Ramesh. It's amazing how many people mistake him for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're always like uh, they always come up to me and they say uh, can you take a photo of of us and I've got like, yeah. so I just do a selfie here's a side to it that I don't I don't really have but it's horrible although um, I was once in um, the comic shop I used to work in and um, uh, Brett Goldstein former fan club guest came in with Nish Kumar and they were both downstairs talking to me and a girl came downstairs and seemed to be looking over at us, and I thought, oh, right, she's going to say something. And she said to me, excuse me, are you a comedian? And I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Right in their faces. Right in yeah. front of me. 
Yeah. <laughs> Kuma! <laughs> um, no, uh, I mean, it, it, it's fine when people come up and they're... Nice and polite, however. Yeah. yeah, because it's just so, you know, but also that's the difference, isn't it, between be, uh, being an artist and being a celebrity. And it's kind yeah. of like, I just like doing stuff and making stuff. I don't really... I've never, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not, but that's sort of like, I haven't tried to be. I don't want to be a celebrity, but I do want to act and be in a position where I can make stuff easier than it is now. Not because of is that. Do you find, do you reckon that's easier if you're more uh, visible to get stuff yeah. made though? Yeah, yeah, because I reckon that if, uh, I reckon, I don't know, if Joel Domit wanted to do a sitcom, Okay, mm. brilliant. Well, I mean, his uh, show was on ITV2 yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It's really you know, good. And you go, there you go. Um, so I think that... Uh, oh, and also, Joel was one of the most hard-working comedians on the circuit. Oh, absolutely. He would be doing five gigs a night. You'd, you'd, you'd turn up for your gig and Joel would come in and he'd be sort of not out of breath, not even sweating, actually, just good looking. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he'd, do his, he'd do his bit and he said, I'd love to stay, but I've got to do another gig. And, he, and he'd be doing like five gigs a night. And yeah, he'd have a push bike and he'd go around all the different gigs. And it, it took doing I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here to, to get him yeah. anywhere, do you know? Yeah. Just, but like, honestly, I've got, I, I love him and I've got so much respect for him, but um, literally just one of the most hardworking people that I've ever met really but he was sort of like hitting his head against the wall for years and then eventually mm. he, did, he did like this thing which is not even related to comedy you know yeah it's sort of like well he was sort of a, an MTV presenter but you know um so he was sort of like semi-famous but you know and then all of a sudden he did this thing and he's huge and it's kind of like yeah I think that that's the game isn't it, 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 it yeah you do that and it gives you that but you've got and also one... before he did it you probably would have said oh don't do that that would be a terrible idea no one will like you'll just get known for that and you won't be able to do gigs or anything and, and but it's actually is able to use that as a sort of platform to get stuff to a bigger audience you know yeah they um <coughs> they offered me i'm a celebrity uh twice right uh <laughs> one 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 year and then one the next year and um and I had like a 10 second fantasy where I'd said yes. <laughs> they, they, you know, you go, I'm a celebrity. Wow, it could all change. Just look at Joel <laughs> Domit. And then you remember, hang on a minute, I'm not Joel Domit. <laughs> like, like, the nicest guy on the planet, always smiling, uh, always, always in a good mood, like psychotically happy. And, uh, <laughs> and then you go, uh, for Joel Domit, yeah, that was a really great career move. <laughs> it would sort of like, you know, it would, I mean, it would end me. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, although I would, uh, I, I, no, well, I was going to say, I would do strictly. <laughs> I would do strictly, but, um, you know, because I love dancing. But, um, but that doesn't work for everyone. So, uh, but yeah, just, you just, I think in your head, when you see like the, the, the best possible case scenario <laughs> is to do a Joel Domit and you go on and then you come out like this mega successful uh, comedian, but I would fuck it on day one. I would literally fuck it on day one. They'd fuck <laughs> your mouse or something on day one. And it'd be like, oh, 
and you wouldn't know. Do you know what I mean? It would be like one of those awful, chilling moments, like in the Big Brother house, where they don't know, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> on the Friday night, your name gets announced, and everyone boos, and you're like, oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> chilling. But like this, this Big Brother in like uh, in other countries at the moment, and they didn't tell them about COVID. Yeah, they they did it all as a live thing, right? I reckon I they just would have thought it was a lie. I just I don't know if I'd have believed it. I mean, I it's like, like, well, it was like Dead Set, wasn't it? Did you ever see mm. that? Mm. Where they're, they're in the Big Brother house and there's a zombie apocalypse, and they I mean they're <laughs> fucking crazy, just fucking crazy. I'm fine. I'm I'm finding all of this stuff. Um, uh, I just yeah, like not not being allowed out. But like you said, I, I don't know where you said it. It wasn't here. Maybe it was us chatting the other day. But um, I I thought, well, this would be a great opportunity to just watch films all day. I have I've seen less films. Me too. In lockdown. Me too. Than um than I would have done normally. I know it sort of seems extraordinary. I think because I feel like I should be, like I feel. I should maybe be reading stuff or it feels like more of an opportunity to do stuff. And yeah. It feels like a bit like I can watch films anyway. I, I can do that. This feels like, like it's more of a, I've got more of a chance to do something. Yeah. Oh, should we do some emails? Yeah. You can add the music on after Natalie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Could do. Add, add the music on after otherwise. Um... Otherwise okay. it's just a bit of reading. Uh, from Natalie King to everyone. Hello to the best boys. I've missed your gravelly throat, Nick slash Nat. Nat doesn't really have a gravelly throat. No. I think they, they want to address it to you, but I've been put on as a, an aside. That's how I feel. <laughs> I feel like most of these are for me, to be honest, Nat. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah you yeah. just sit there and I'll read my fan mail. <laughs> <laughs> Could you... Could you read it out loud so I can enjoy it as well, though, Nick? Yeah, you'll love this. They're being lovely about me. Um, <laughs> hello, hello to the best boys. I have missed your gravelly throat, Nick, slash nap. I fancy a bag of knickknacks, but can't get a sausage round my bloody calf. What snacks do you suggest cope with the Rona? Best hyacinth in Chelsea. Lucky old Chelsea. Um, I realised <laughs> she said knickknacks. She said, she said knickknacks, obviously, because of the knickknacks bit before, right? No. That's what obviously made her think of knickknacks. Uh, do you? Uh, I fancy a bag of knickknacks. So she just said knickknacks? <sighs> to be honest, I don't know what the fuck Hyacinth from Chelsea was thinking <laughs> when she wrote all this. Uh, it's all those bollocks. Uh, do you know what I would... Uh, my uh, suggested snack for uh, dealing with uh, Corona is uh, knickknacks. So you're fucked. Nick, Nathaniel <laughs> and Natalie. How are you, uh, what have you been snacking on? Natalie, me? I've been eating, I think, well now's the opportunity, because they're all going to go soon. You want to be eating your chocolate eggs, you want to get your chocolate egg ration in, now. So you, if you're going to shops, you need to be getting your, your cream eggs, your, your galaxy enchanted eggs. You don't want to be, you don't want to be getting crisp now that you can get all year round. You want to be maximising your opportunity to eat some chocolate egg, get some mini egg action now. Because next week you'll regret it and you won't get another chance till 2021. As not a fan of eggs, this is a particularly hard time of year for me. So. No, even chocolate eggs? 
what I do is I get a chocolate egg and I, uh, I, I smash it and I make a mosaic of Jesus Christ our Lord and then I eat that. That's nice. That's appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Nick, Nathaniel and Natalie. Oh, How, did you add that bit in, Natalie? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not so, sure. It kind of seems like you did. You Nick, said it to us. <laughs> <laughs> From Natalie King to Where everyone. Where did get this? Nick, Nathaniel and Natalie. Uh, uh, Nick, Nathaniel and Natalie. How are you all coping? Are you missing one another or enjoying the forced separation? Does it feel like you're doing an conscious uncoupling like Gwyneth Paltrow did? Are you kissing each other and rumping on house parties? Jimothy. Oh, um, rumping. I forgot about rumping. Oh. oh, I'm still not keen on it. Um, the, the thing about the thing about rumping on house party is that you really need to lock the door because anyone yeah. can join yeah, in. Anyone could come in and have a, uh, <laughs> a thing. You need to press the lock button, didn't you? We did that, didn't we? We had a thing where we 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 trying to trying out house party. It was unlocked. Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett came on. Burst in. We're trying to rob romp romp. Rumping on her. Well, to be fair, you were playing quick draw, and I was meant to be guessing. But when the yeah. <laughs> when the thing came down, I was wanking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rob Beckett got a virtual eyeful. Um, <laughs> good afternoon, uh, guys. In two hey, ways. Guys. Yeah, in every sense of the word. <laughs> um, good afternoon. I've been, I've, um, basically, I try and do uh, my way of coping with the my my way of contributing to society at the during <laughs> coronavirus is to just write about wanking and come on <laughs> on Twitter at the moment, and I think that I've really turned the corner. It, see, I'm not uh, my anxiety levels down, so my depression is less bad. Um, right. So I really don't have anything to write about. Uh, <laughs> so so I, I just think, do you know what? Do you know what the nation are like? They're just like daily updates about wanking. Um, <laughs> You're like Vera Lynn. I am. You're a very bit. much like the Fawcett sweetheart. I'm a little bit like the band on the Titanic, uh, but instead of playing <laughs> the violin, I'm wanking. <laughs> wanking on the Titanic as it goes down. Do you know uh, what? If the band started doing that, you'd have to go, well, fair enough. Fair I mean, enough. You can't. I mean, fair enough. Might as well. Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, good afternoon, good afternoon, guys. So nice to hear that you are doing another podcast. Um, must be weird to not have gone to your local corner shop for a few cans of fizzy pop before the show. Oh, uh, not even, not even signed off. Um, what, have you, <laughs> what have you rewatched recently and have been disappointed? Yeah, I know. I can see. I've got a clock. Oh, you don't know. I've got a clock right here. Um, oh, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. What have you rewatched recently and have been disappointed? Uh, good luck in the comedy podcast of OT's World Cup. All the best, Francis. Yeah, if you uh, vote for Fang, <laughs> it'll be it'll be done by then. You got no vote fucking no fucking chance. No chance. I haven't, I haven't I've got a huge stack of DVDs right next to me that I was going to go through and tell you about. Um, I tell you what, I've rewatched recently that I haven't been disappointed about is, uh, and this is a podcast all on its own is uh, the Police Academy films and um, I think the first four all tied together and they're all good 
and then I've got reasons for the last three. They're, they, they are pretty bad. But the first four, great. The Steve Gutenberg one, great. Um, but that makes me sound like a moron because there are provisors to all of that. They're new items, keep it light. Oh, fucking Stuart Lee was there. We're out of fan mail now. This is just your <laughs> Um All right. So um, one of my favourite bands of all time is Phantoms of Wayne um, and uh, Adam Schlesinger uh, died last week on Thursday, was it? I think so, yeah, um, of the coronavirus or connected to it. Uh, yeah, of corona complications. And, uh, and that's, uh, but, what, but the crazy thing about it is I've listened to Phantoms of Wayne since I was a teenager. They're sort of like a more indie Weezer, I find. Yeah. And, but they, I think they're very similar to Weezer, but, I, you know, and I think, you know, I don't know anyone that, like, Stacey's mom has got it going on, but apart no. from that, um, but uh, one of the things that, I mean, it's obviously it's awful that he died, um, but one of the things that I found out because I read his obituary was that he was responsible for not only... Uh, writing that thing you do, which is from the movie the, that thing you do, the, the song that thing you do from the Tom Hanks directed movie that thing you do, which is uh, like a pure 60s uh, pop anthem, it's incredible. Yeah, but he also wrote all the songs from Musical Lyrics, which is one of my favorite films because of the music. Maybe yeah, we'll... and we've, we've played it before. Should we play out with that? I think we should play out with that thing you do. Pop goes. Oh, that thing you do. Okay, let's do that. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll be Thank back at some we'll point. Be, Bye. We'll be back next week. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to fubarradio.com.